most people aim at nothing and hit it with amazing accuracy. If you don't know what you want, you're not going after anything. It's goals. The, the old cliche, you have to have goals, not a plan. A plan is what you're going to do to reach those goals, but you have to have a definitive endpoint where you're going for. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Purpose Podcast. Today, well, you know, they're all special. They're all exciting, but Today, I've got a very, very, very good friend, someone I've looked up to for a very long time uh, in the real estate business, really good friend of mine from Baltimore, Andrew Undham. I'm so excited to have him on. I've been celebrating this guy, literally, for uh, since I've known him. I mean, the guy just has a, a, a work ethic, a model for family. He's truly a man on purpose. The guy is killing it, crushing it in real estate, systems out the butt. The procedures out the body. Like the guy's just the guy's just doing big stuff, right? So before I tell you about Andrew, let me remind you of the mission, right? To elevate, educate, empower, enrich, and evolve men to be on purpose. Why? So that they can reveal their most authentic self and live the most fulfilling and regret-free life possible. That's it, right? That is it. it is a tall order. We are doing it one dude at a time. Love it. Okay. So free resources. One, you're listening to it. The podcast, tons of content tons of good stuff. There's a lot of episodes go back. There's, it's very intentional. Every episode has a lot of intentionality. I don't let anybody on this podcast that cannot help you do one of those five E's that we talked about a couple seconds ago. All right. So uh, other free resource, if you have not yet, please make sure you log on to Facebook and join the men on purpose community. The men on purpose community is a beautiful ecosystem with dudes who are on purpose. We're in there dropping content. We're doing coaching in there. We've got stuff that we're offering in there. It's a beautiful place for you to go. If you want to learn how to be on purpose or elevate yourself to more on purpose, that's the place for you. The Men on Purpose community on Facebook. Other cool stuff that we're doing, front runner events, our personal involvement retreats. We've got some space. I think we've got two spaces left uh, for November, our November retreat, which is the beginning of November. And then our December retreat is filling up. So if you want more information, you don't have to make a commitment. Just say, yo, I want more information. Give me some info. And we got you. Well, you jump on a phone call or... DM with us, doesn't matter, all right? That's it, you ready? Okay, here's Andrew Rondon. Let me tell you about this dude. It's just, it's so freaking impressive what this guy's been able to do, and I'm, I, I love on this guy. Like, I'll, I just, I love what he's doing for his community. I love what he's doing for his agents. I love what he's doing for the industry. This dude is a trendsetter. He's hitting at the top. Like, I can't say more about this guy, man. I'm just so impressed. All right, you ready? So Andrew Undham owns and operates the number one real estate sales team in the state of Maryland called the Sure Group, S-U-R-E, you can look it up, which was acquired by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Home Sale Realty in September of 2020. He's ranked in the top 100% real estate teams in the nation, now three years running, by Real Trends and Wall Street Journal, selling over $150 freaking million worth of real estate, 500 transactions. That's not that easy in Baltimore. I've been there. I've sold real estate there. I've always been fascinated with how he does what he does and the systems he uses. He sold his 50% stake in a Baltimore-based management firm, Senmar Management, in 2020. He's an active real estate investor in Baltimore City and Hartford County, real estate consultant to Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, developing their real estate IQ program. He's a partner and advisor in a real estate financial education platform. He lives in Bel Air, Maryland. He's got, he's got his, with his wife, Amy, his four-year-old daughter, his two-year-old son, and they got a brand new baby boy. Like it's freaking, it's just, it's just awesome. The guy's just doing some extraordinary stuff. So if you're in real estate, you're going to love this. If you're not in real estate, it doesn't matter. This is a dude on purpose doing some really high level stuff. 
it just it, it just in in so precisely so precisely he may not think that but i've been watching him for a very long time i love what he's up to i love what he represents as a family man as a businessman i love the opportunities that he puts out there for the community redevelopment uh, employment for agents employment for other talent for admin like it's just it's just a, it's a great package. The dude is just doing it at a high level. And if you were looking to model somebody in the real estate business, this is the guy to model. I always tell you, it's not about what somebody has. It's about who somebody is. And the day I met this dude, we laughed our asses off. We had so much fun together. And he said, bro, you want to pick my brain about my business? Come out. Like, let's meet for breakfast. I'll, you can ask me any question. And I, I, I love that contribution that he just gives to the world. He's an open book. You guys want to hit them up, hit them up. If you're in Baltimore and you're looking for a team to work for, or if you're looking for a team to help you elevate your business, this one's it. Now, I know a lot of teams in Baltimore, and I'm not saying that, that this is the only one, but I'm telling you, if I were to get back into business in Baltimore and I needed to join a team, this is the team I joined under Andrew's leadership. It's just spot on. Anyway, enough gushing about this dude. <laughs> Here's the episode. Enjoy. All right, brother. We're doing this thing finally, bro. I have, uh, I have always wanted to celebrate you. No joke. For as weird as that sounds, we used to be competitors, but I never thought of you like that. I was always watching like, God, this guy's just, he's got this formula dialed in and I don't know how the fuck he's doing this. Like, how is he doing what he does? And now you're going to share that because I'm not competition anymore and we're not selling real estate in the same city, even though we will someday, I'm putting that on recording right now. We will, we will join forces in some capacity in a coast where it doesn't snow as much. That sounds good to me. Yeah, dude. So dude, jump, jump into, um, just, just take people, just take people way back. Like, you haven't always been the guy you are today. You haven't been doing what you do all along. It took time. It took work. It took growth. It took failure and systems breaking and pain and just, just stuff in your way. And you got through it. Your formula is what I'm really interested in. So take us way back in like the beginning of, I don't know, maybe of your career of like leaving college and trying to figure out what you want to do. Cause you're not, I mean, how old are you now? 33? Yeah, I just turned 34. 34. We've known each other for like eight years, seven years. Yep. Crazy. Freaking crazy. So you want me to go way back to the uh, origin story, huh? The origin story, man. Well, so I grew up in Bel Air, Maryland, about 25 minutes north, 30 minutes north of Baltimore. And I was one of four kids. And a lot of my success, I do believe, is, is came from the fact that, look, I've had every advantage a kid could ask for. I have two really amazing parents. Both of them are brilliant. Um, my dad's a full professor at Johns Hopkins. My mom's a pharmacist, now retired. And they gave us some of that good core, you know, fundamentals of like, you know, don't spend your money, save it, um, you know, work really hard. You can do anything that you set your mind to, which every parent tries to instill on their kids. But, you know, my parents really made us believe it. And I was the only of one of the four siblings that um, didn't get straight A's. Hmm. So I was kind of a, not necessarily an outcast, but maybe on a different path than my siblings who were just, you know, 4.0s, getting into their first college schools, first choice schools and that sort of thing. Um, so I went to York College 
which turned out to be a great blessing. They've been so good to me that that whole alumni, my, my situation there, majored in finance. And I wanted to be a, a Wall Street guy, a money guy. I made no, I was never shy about the fact that I want to earn. Right. Okay, I want to produce. I want to get, I want to get that paper going, which I'm sure many people in your audience feel the same way. That's always motivated me and that's okay. And you know what, you need to say it, share it, talk about it. Money's just a thing yeah. that, you know, can help you achieve, you know, freedom and give you some choices. So when I graduated in May 2009, and that was like literally the worst time for someone who's studying to be a chartered financial analyst right. because, you know, Bear Stearns collapsed, everything, you know, the, the world's melting down. No one wants to hire anyone for finance. That's like a demonized situation. And I'll never forget, I was sleeping to like probably noon. That's what I did in college. And I was at home now. I graduated college in four years, which I was proud of. And my mom came into my room, hit me with a newspaper. You're not sleeping here all summer. You need to get a job. And she had a classified ad and it was for luxury car sales. Nice. I said, look, college degree required. You're, she's like, you're interviewing for this. Call them right now. So I'm gonna say no. So long story short, I get that job at Len Stoller Porsche Audi. Side note, a great job for anyone coming out of college or even not in college. Go work at a luxury car dealership yeah. because they'll hire pretty much anybody. You learn on your feet. You're there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day besides Sunday. Dealerships are closed on Sunday in most places. And that's where I really started honing some of the sales skills there. And I was meeting really cool people. I mean, who's buying Porsches and Audis? Right. Cool people. Some quality people, business people and whatnot. And luckily, I was introduced to a guy there who became one of my best friends and is now a, a independent consultant. And they did a lot of sales training. I, I met him there briefly. He was a sales guy there. And then he went on and started a consulting business and they did sales training. And I got a ton of sales training from this uh, gentleman's firm. And that helped me out so much. And they were, you know, getting ready to say, Hey, when we have a position open for you, we want you to come do sales consulting with us. Cause I was kind of a natural. I could, I could talk while I wasn't, super shy. I've always been kind of an extrovert. I was the class clown. I'll throw myself out there, crash and burn. Um, but then one day, a sales manager came in from Ryan Holmes. Hmm. And she wanted to trade in her Volvo and buy an Audi. And I remember she asked me, and we had great rapport. And I was just being a normal human, giving people what they want, not trying to sell her anything, just trying to help you out. And she said, do you like working here? And I said, not really. I actually kind of hate it. Ha, ha, ha. We had a good laugh. Yeah. And I said, look, I wake, I wake up and it's dark. I drive an hour here. And I don't get to leave till 9 p.m. So I get home and it's dark. And that's right. every day. And she said, you should sell houses. And look, uh, I'm the easiest person to sell in the world. I said, okay, let's do it. How do I do that? And she goes, well, here's the interview process. And then I got into new home construction, which I believe is one of the greatest springboards into the general brokerage business that I'm in now because you learn – so much about sales and in real estate and building and construction. So I did that for two and a half years and I was probably making 150, 180 as a 22 year old. It's big. Well, yeah. Which when you're 22, that might as well be a million bucks. Right. Because you, you ain't spending that you're 10 G's, 15 G's a month. Right. Um, and I saw these realtors come into the new home sales center and I just watch them fumble around and, fuck it up. And I'm just thinking, wow. And I'd see how much they're making way more than me on each deal. You know, two and a half percent of a 600 K house, you know, do the math. And I said, maybe I should do that. And I started doing my research and um, I reached out to Bob Lacido, who is 
the number one Keller Williams agent now on the planet. At the time, he was at Remax. I think he did like $20 million in commission last year. Guy's a legend. And I was going to go work with him. And then I'd asked a family friend, hey, I'm thinking about joining a team. This was a guy who was big in the new home construction industry that I knew from the past. He was a pr- past president of Ryan Homes. And he said, well, I met this guy named Joe Sacchetti. He's, he said, man, I think we've paid him like two hundred grand in the last two months in commission. I think you'd like him. He's double-ending a lot of these deals. All right, man. Technical difficulties. We're picking back up. We're going to splice this thing together. So you're where this lady said to you, you got to meet this guy, Joe Sacchetti. Now, here's where I want to get you back to. I always think your story is so magical. You're just, you just float around and do really successful shit. But I want to hear about the pain, man. The audience wants to hear about the pain. Like, is there, any, is there any fear, any pain, any just bullshit in there that you had to fight through, you had to get through? And, like, I'm really interested to know how you got through that. Yeah, well, so I met Joe, and then we launched our, our brokerage, and it's grown to be – you know, now we're selling 150, 170 million top Berkshire Hathaway team in the country. Um, but going back, there was a lot of points, Ian, where I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. Am I making, am I messing up my life? And the first one was when I got that job at Ryan, small salary while you're training. And I decided, okay, I have a salary now. I'm going to buy a house. At the time I was 21. So I buy this house in the month I closed the next month I went on a hundred percent commission. So if I didn't sell anything, that would have been a problem. Yeah. But there had to be that faith that I'm going to either lose this house, totally embarrass myself, move back in with my parents, not be able to continue this job because I can't even support myself. So that was pretty scary. But you know, in life, particularly when you're young, you can take those chances. Like I could not do that. Now I have three kids. So that was a big, holy shit moment where it's like, I better take this extremely seriously. I better show up prepared. I better try to be a sponge and get everything I can out of this because the other side of the coin is not very pretty. No. So that was one. It went well at Ryan. The other big point that was kind of like a, a holy cow moment was I'm going to quit. I'm making 180, 23 at the time. And everyone I talked to said, you're out of your mind. You have a great job, great career. You got benefits and whatever and I said you know I just feel like I need to do this so I went from getting the steady income that was very good for a young man to in real estate for those who don't know you get paid nothing big fat zero not only that there's a lot of expenses now I still I was living in my home my girlfriend had moved in I said look I'm just gonna I'm gonna go for broke here and get into and get into real estate and thank God I had a good mentor, my, my partner, Joe Sicchetti, but still I went from making a ton of money to making no money for months. Yeah. And I just remember, yeah. you know, in those dog days, Ian, and I know you know this, <laughs> you do the same thing, I'm sure. There were times I'd get in a shower in the morning and I'm thinking about these deals. And I said, man, if one of these doesn't close, I'm not going to have any money. Done. Like literally none. Yeah. Like forget paying your mortgage. I think I can get away with not paying that for a couple of months, which is a bad move. <laughs> but they're not going to I'm budgeting for baloney and gas. Um, that was a weird place to be. But at the same time, it lights a fire under you to say, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I don't think enough people put themselves in that position because it is a very scary place to be. And it's okay to be scared. I was petrified. Yeah. What, I'm not- What's the difference? Because I've been through that, not at your level. In coaching, I'm at that level and podcasting, but not in the real estate world. Real estate for me was always the means to an end. I knew it wasn't for me. 
It was to get me somewhere. But like, why do guys like you and I put like intentionally set ourselves up to be in the most amount of pain possible? Like eventually, if we don't do certain moves, make certain moves. But then like, what is it about that? that point of no return where you're like, you know what, I'm going to figure out this formula. I'm going to get this thing right. I, I have to. Is it the ego of going back to mom and dad's? Is it the, the fear of looking like a total jackass failure? Like, man, I really messed my life up. Not like, dude, not like Ryan Holmes wouldn't take you back. You were a killer sales guy. Were you thinking about that? Or were you just thinking one track, I must make this work? Well, yeah, I never had a plan B. I knew I was not going back. Uh, I did leave gracefully, but I knew I wasn't going back. And I think, you know, for me at least, I always had this thought in my head that I said, look, I have two parents, you know, probably upper middle class. They gave me everything. They put me through college and they even got me a car when I graduated college. And they didn't have a ton of business ties. They didn't necessarily get me a job or whatnot. But I thought to myself, look, if I'm the United States, and I got a college education, and I have a family to support me, if I can't be a millionaire, if I can't go out here and accomplish anything I, I want to accomplish, well, shame on me, because I've already been given every single advantage a human being can ask for. That was always my mindset, which was, dude, you were born for this. I'm not a super high IQ guy. I, I'm not great at math. I don't have a lot of skills but what I do have is good interpersonal communication I have a high EQ I, I knew I was good at sales and I took that so seriously and then that's the, what really catapulted my career was I just went all in on becoming the best salesperson I could be and that opened up all the doors and if I didn't if I hadn't have done that I'd probably be at some 50k a year job miserable probably wouldn't have a hot wife and three beautiful kids and <laughs> I'd probably be depressed and fat but I went all in on sales and I got really lucky that I found what I wanted to do early and just went all in. So I'm not sure if that answers the question, but it's it, more yeah. of. Yeah. It's just the, uh, there's just a, I'm fascinated by, I'm fascinated by people because I had a very similar life to yours. My parents gave me everything that I, they possibly could have given me to not spoil me, but to give me as many advantages and opportunities to succeed as possible to learn, to grow, to, to try new things. And like, I remember when I, I was in college and my, I said to my dad, Hey, I got this internship at Oxford university in England. And he was like, Oh, that's awesome. Well, how do we work that? And I said, well, you actually have to pay for both. And he was like, ah, fuck it, man. That's cool. You're going to learn a lot. Don't, don't worry about the grades. Don't worry about the grades so much. I want you experiencing life. I want you experiencing the world. You're not a guy that's going to need grades. Grades don't work for a guy like you. Nobody gives a shit. Your mouth is what works for you, your attitude, your passion. So go out and learn. Go out and experience the world. And I love that, man. And why are some people, actually most people, why are some people who are given such gifts, why do they squander them? And guys like you and I say, you know what? I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to let them down. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste what I've been given. What, what's like in your opinion? Cause you, 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 you have a lot of people that work for you. What's the difference? Well, I think it boils down to, you know, most people aim at nothing and hit it with amazing accuracy. If you don't know what you want, you're not going after anything. It's goals. The, the old cliche, you have to have goals. 
not a plan. A plan is what you're going to do to reach those goals, but you have to have a definitive endpoint where you're going for. And it changes over time. It's not always the same. Like, you know, I tell my story early on, I just want to make it. I just want to get some cash flow coming in so I'm not stressed out. And then it's, okay, well, I want to put 200 G's cash in the bank. And then it's, okay, I want to make a million dollars a year. And now, like right, we're, what we're working on now, Ian, is we want to get to a thousand homes a year. Yeah. Not because there's anything magical about selling a thousand homes. So that's just where I want to go. And as the leader of the team, that's our vision. And that's where we're going. And I am just on one track mind on that. And I don't get pulled in other directions unless it's going to help me get to a thousand deals a year. And I'm sure once we hit that, something else will happen. Maybe I'm on the West Coast with you doing something. Dude, sick. We have matching Teslas. We'll drive around PCH. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm always, I just, I'm always fascinated by your level of focus. And, um, and you and I text back and forth and we were talking maybe like a week or two ago and you're like, no, dude, nothing off the focus. I'm going to talk to you offline about my a concept and idea I want to throw by you in terms of that. But like it is, it is, it's still pretty extraordinary that you had that level of mindset and understanding of focus, determination, drive, desire, system build. Like you had all that stuff. Where are the, cause I'm dude, I, I pretty much met you when you were, Sure. Like when you are sure group, like I didn't know you in new home sales. I really known only known you for the last what seven years, eight years, something like that. And where are the, where are the, the big pieces of the business build? Because dude, I've been in this game in Baltimore. We're in the same town. You're, you're pushing for a thousand effing houses at a $230,000 average price point. That's a lot of work. And it's fascinating because your systems aren't looking like every other team that's got 10 admin, 20 agents doing 400 transactions. You have a ton of agents and three admin doing a ton of transactions. What's the difference and where, where was your, you know, your real college education in the fact that you and Joe set out, both you guys are pointed straight upward and now you're like, oh, this could really be something. What do we need to do now? Like, where do you, what's your mindset like? Where do you go to learn? Where do you go to, like, to fuel that desire and the, and the, the, the mindset and, and learning that you need to be able to grow a business like you have? Well, the mindset piece is something you can never lose regardless of what you're doing. So luckily, I was always kind of, ever since I got all into sales, anyone who's done a decent amount of sales training knows, which, by the way, no one in our industry has any sales training. No. They get some motivation. They get some some kind of call your database, get fired up. And that's good mindset stuff, but that's not tactical. That's not what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and, and move through the sales process in a mechanical, logical way that's not to benefit you, it's to benefit your customer. Right. But anyway, part of that also is a lot of personal development. So I always had that going on. I'm always in the car, I'm listening to Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, um, you know, all the, the greats. And then, of course, all the, the real estate folks like Brian Buffini, Tom Ferry. I'm always listening to that stuff. And, you know, to get to where we were, we, we started at the bottom. It was, just, it was just me and Joe. We didn't have a website. We didn't have any lead generation. We just had a guy who was cool enough to partner with a young kid and show him the way, teach me how to do the deals. But I kind of brought the tech and I said, look, we want to get as much lead generation as, as possible. And what you find in our industry is most people like to talk about selling real estate more than they like to sell real estate. Yeah. 
Everyone just wants to sit around and talk about it and systems and models and this and that. And what happens with most teams is once they have a decent amount of business coming in, the leader will step out and just say, hey, go boss everyone else around. They don't want to get their hands dirty anymore because it's a lot of work and there's pain involved and there's rejection. And there's, you know, it's just we have succeeded because we never did that. I've never asked anyone on our team to do things that I'm not willing to do. We are in the trenches. Part of the allure to our team, and we've never recruited anyone, Ian, they come to us and we are looking to grow now for the first time in a while because we got acquired by Berkshire Hathaway back in September and they've made it so unbelievably good for us to scale. Um, but look, I tell anyone, I'll go on any appointment you want with you. That's your deal. You don't have to break me off anymore. Our splits are already obnoxiously high. Yeah. I don't want to get rich off one person. I want people to get rich because you know what? When people are making money, they're a lot happier. They stick around. They're loyal and they have more fun. Yeah. And what a lot of teams do, again, they're kind of just whipping these agents, making them do things, holding them accountable with their little code word for torturing them into doing behaviors <laughs> that may not be the best for them. A leader's job, in my opinion, is to say, look, here's all the tools that we have. And if you can think of a better tool, if you think there's something that we're missing, by all means, let us know. Because I'm willing to invest anything if I think it's going to help us accomplish this goal. So here's what we have. Here's the paintbrushes. Here's the canvas. Paint your own picture. And, you know, if, ask for my help if you need it. I'll chime in here and there. But we empower people to do what they need to do. And we have people on our team making MLB money, Ian. Yeah. These guys are getting paid like professional athletes. Yeah. And I'm not changing the game on them. We reward it and we celebrate it and we show them what's possible. Yeah. That's been a big reason why we've been able to succeed. Cause I don't, luckily the ego, I don't, and of course I have one and everyone has one, but I don't care who gets the credit. Right. We don't even put our, all of our deals aren't under my name. Like, you know, like some people are freaked out. Make sure you put that under my name so I can get my, stupid number in the magazine who cares right i care about the individual feeling like they're moving in the right direction and hey we've had a ton of people leave speaking of pain you put all this time and effort and energy into growing this i mean geez our team it's almost like college football and every four years you almost have to get a new team because some people go they'll leave the industry they want to go do their own things they want to do a hundred percent right um and that's fine and I totally, I'm totally cool with that. It's, hey, man, thanks for being part of the journey. Rock on. We'll be allies. Accept my offer when I write one on your listing. It's roll. Right, right. <laughs> and there's no hard feelings there. And that, I feel like there's, that's missing in a lot of uh, team building in our industry. It's very guarded. And, and it's like there's a cutthroat industry. It, but it doesn't, a lot of it. it doesn't have to be. Well, it's all, if you have the abundance mindset, then there's no point. Every anytime you're upset, you just need to look in the mirror and take responsibility. And that's another cliche, but it's so true. Like, no, it why did that person leave? Well, probably because I could have been better. Right. And after doing this for 10 years, I every time someone's left or we had a challenge or we had a lull in the business, I've assessed it and I said, Man, I could have been a lot better here, here, and here. I probably won't do that again. Maybe we should try this. So we're always evolving. It's you know, it's not the strongest that survive, it's the one who are willing to adapt to change, and we're always adapting. Yeah, dude, that, that's so uh, that's so prevalent in today's market, economy, society, dude. I learned that from you a long time ago. The 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 fact that, and I've been on teams before, have my own teams. I have many teams around the world right now. You know, we've got St. Martin, we've got California, Colorado, Texas, but I'm I'm the guy who just coaches 
the personal and professional development piece and I've laid out the systems and that's, that's just how I like it. I don't want to sell real estate anymore. It just wasn't, it was a means to an end for me. But I remember you talking to me once, I think we were at a party, like maybe like 2016 or something. You, me, Joe, maybe Matt was there. And you said to me, dude, there's no competition. An agent comes on my team not to make me money. It's my job to get them money. And the first thing I tell them is, bro, you're not going to be with me forever. And I'm going to make sure that you're the best you can be when you decide to leave. I wish you the best. I'm going to give you everything I've got in the meantime. There's no like F you, ego, pissed off, resentment. I love that philosophy and I adopted it. And all of the, 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 the businesses, the real estate teams or any other businesses I have around the world, I literally tell them that. My job is to empower you to be the best version of you possible because the only way that this business grows, and like you said earlier, is through our growth. Personal development equals professional development, period. Your business grows to the extent that you do. And it sounds cliche, but it's not. It's dead on, dude. And you have built a business. Like, who thinks about selling real estate and generating millions of dollars, like multiple, multiple millions? It's, 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 a, it's a rare breed in this, you know, average price point. But I can tell you right now, I've seen the inside of many brokerages in LA, a very high-end top 10 market in the world. They're not generating millions. They're selling 10, 15 million a year because that's their low end, which is maybe you know, the, the two to three million here. But it's, it's the same mindset regardless. And, and I know that part of your success is because you're not in your own way. And when you are, shit breaks. When I am, shit breaks. And then it's up to me to say, you know what? That was totally on me. That's totally me. No, nope, I can't blame that guy. The result of what happened, that was a result of me not showing up the way I told him I would or providing them with tools and systems the way I said I would. And I've always admired that about you. You're, 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 you're wise beyond your years. But you, you, you just, you, dude, you dialed the formula in so fast. And for anybody that's listening, rewind this to five minutes ago. Constant, constant personal development. That is key. We talk about it all the time on here. Like any, you got to take downtime and watch Netflix, by the way, if you haven't watched Outer Banks, that is a kick-ass show on, Outer, on uh, Netflix right now. It's freaking awesome. Like a pirate movie. But like you got to take your downtime. But other than that, if you aren't working on growing you, you are failing at your total job in life. It just is what it is. And I have an expertise now in that. Well, we tell our team all the time, I said, look, you're getting paid exactly what you deserve to get paid. Totally. Yeah. It's like, like you said, your business grows to the extent you do. It couldn't be more true. This is capitalism. This is the free market. Everyone's got the same tools. Everyone's got the same iPhone, internet, 24 right. hours in a day. So it can boil down to personal responsibility and yeah. self-discipline. And then trying to be, you don't have to be infinitely better than your competition. You've got to be a little bit better. Not, and not in every way, but just in some ways, the ways that we think matters. So my, I'm always trying to say, how do I just, I just need to be a little bit better than the competition over a long period of time. Yeah, sustainability. And, that, and that's what we've been doing. Our average price is around three, 330, yeah. what, what we're doing. And it's not like you're getting rich off one or two deals a month or whatever, but if you can sell one, two, three houses a month, you're gonna have a pretty good life. That's right, that's totally right. If you can sell 10 a month, which people on our team do, yeah. you'll be wealthy as long as you don't spend your money like an idiot. 
It's interesting, man. I, I have found through many failures, many ego trips and failures in, in the real estate business. Uh, luckily, I went through that and I don't have that in the coaching business. But in the real estate business, I learned that the only way you've got to be just up to edge your competition out is not to be affected by your competition's emotional response. That's the biggest thing that I learned about sales in general, dealing with another real estate agent is I'm not battling with you. I'm not negotiating with you because at the end of the day, our clients are going to make the final decision. We can be as tough as we want. We can be as lovely as we want, but if the client doesn't like it, then I'm just battling the client. I'm not battling with you. I'm, I'm literally negotiating with the client to try and get your way or your client's way. And that's unfortunately what we have to do a lot of times. But the number one way that I feel like I've won, if you call it win, is by controlling my emotional response when an agent's like blowing up or upset or emotional. Like if I now get emotional, I've lost the game. And that inevitably is I, I have not done the job for the client to the best of my ability. And we've all been there. It, we've all been reacting emotionally because somebody does a dumb move or makes a mistake that just was total ego. But that's a big piece, man. What are the, um, what are the things that you're watching, listening to? Like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing for personal development? You mentioned Jim Rohn. Obviously you're listening to this podcast. It's your top 10 easily. What else are you doing? Gosh, I got, I mean, podcasts are big. I'm in the car a lot. So I listen to, God, I listen to a lot of real estate stuff. So like I said, you want to be just a little bit ahead of your competition. Yeah. So you have to stop on top of the technology. So, um, you know, whatever Inman's talking about, I'm always keeping my pulse on the market because this industry is going to get rocked and I can't wait for it to. And I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the day that, uh, you know, there's just no business having 1.4 million agents when there's only 800,000 homes for sale. So a lot of these people will go away. Like I said, if you're willing to adapt and change, we're going to take advantage of that. The strong will survive. The yeah. rest of them won't. Um, I mean, I tell you, like, Buffini and Ferry are, are phenomenal. Ed Milet. Ed Milet's got a lot of good stuff. Um, and then, you know, when I work out in the morning, I'm listening to E.T., the hip-hop preacher, Eric Thomas, sitting there yep. yelling at me like that. You just get your mind right. Um, I love that, man. Absolutely love that. I want to talk about your business model because I'm going to press this out to a lot of real estate agents. It's still a pretty big world that I play in. You're going to press this out. You're well known in the, in the DMV area. A lot of real estate agents are going to listen to this. Your business model, which you kind of alluded to earlier, I think is fascinating. Where most people are, are like wringing every penny out for the most juice it can get. Like, you're like, well, fuck it. You want 10% more? Take 10% more. I, you came to me. Like, no problem. Hustle. Here's your goals. Here's your thing. Here's the life you want to live. There you go. Here's all the tools and systems. Come back to me when you need something. Go, dig deep into that because I want agents to understand that you, you get to literally adopt whatever model you want. Just because you work for a certain company doesn't mean you have to follow their shit. I didn't, and I was an exception. Everybody else was following and not winning. I was not following and winning. But I adapted some of the principles, which I thought were very smart. I adapted those to the way that I like to do business and the way that I feel happy every day going to the office, which I never felt happy going to the office. But regardless, you have that same thing where you've like, you know what? This is what works for me. I don't give a shit if it's not a book. Like I like this and agents are going to like this and appreciate it and find value. So tell people if you want to, like, what's your model? 
And why do agents stay with you for so long? Because the average agent stays eight months, not four years. Yeah, we've had overall really good retention. And I think some of the reasons people have left before we've addressed and just made it better. And it starts with, you got to pay the agents. Yeah. A lot of, if you're on a 50-50, you're getting robbed. If you're taking less than 50%, you're getting robbed. You need to be in an environment where you're going to be allowed to get paid properly. So agents on our team, out of the gates, we give them 70%, and we're giving them everything. Like, look, we have full-time videographer, full-time green screen. We use Boomtown, which in my opinion is the best CRM. We have all the best technology. Like I said, if there was something better, we'd have it. If someone wants something, we'll get it if I think it's going to work. So we have all the good technology. We have a badass admin staff who handles all of our transactions. So you can focus on what you're going to be doing. And A, we pay the agents a lot. B, we help them close all the deals. So we have 19 agents right now. We tell them, anytime you submit an offer, the market's pretty crazy. High inventory, multiple offers. Copy me on every offer when you send it to that listing agent. Luckily, since I've been around the game for a decade now, I know all these agents. Right. And I can just cut the bullshit and I just say, look, man, what's it going to take? And I can't tell you how many times I've assisted an agent on our team to get their deal accepted. And I'm happy to do it. It's not even that much effort. It's just caring. Yeah. Put yourself in their shoes. So that's big. And then the one thing I've personally focused on a lot, Ian, is you got to be kind of on the cutting edge of the lead generation. Yeah. Everyone knows lead gen, lead gen. And that's not just picking up the phone and calling people, how are these leads coming into you? And then how do you service them? And this changes all the time. Facebook used to be phenomenal. It still is, but it's a little bit more difficult. Instagram and Reels, TikTok, LinkedIn, Zillow. There's a million different ways to get leads. Google, everything Google now is where you need to be focused on. Google my business and YouTube. So every Monday, I have a meeting with my two, two of our, our staff members. Again, one's a full-time videographer, but he's also a social media guru. And the other one is our ISA, inside sales agent. And he's also a graphic designer, very techie. And I sit down with him every Monday and say, here's what we're working on. We use Trello. What projects are we working on? And like right now we're working on a couple of different landing pages and some, some content um, that I learned from Dennis Yu. Anyone in the, doesn't have to be real estate, digital marketing game, he's not in real estate. Dennis Yu, a prolific marketer. He actually came up with the dollar a day formula, if anyone's ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So I've been consulting with him a little bit. I'm always looking for people who I think are next level inside or outside our industry, and then we come in and execute on it. But the big differentiator, Ian, and why I think we'll probably get to 600 deals this year. The goal was 200 million for this year. We'll probably end up 170. Is I'm maniacal on getting people to come to us not outbound, outbound, outbound. I want to attract. So we get around a thousand leads a month on average. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. What we found is agents, myself included, I'm not following up with these people properly, especially not when you have, you know, 20 houses on the market, another 30 under contract, and you're doing your, your day-to-day hustle and grind and whatever else your responsibilities are. Cause we can't forget there's, there, these people aren't just real estate agents, they're husbands, wives, brothers, fathers, like kids take care of that stuff so what our system is is every single lead that comes in it goes to this isa and we have to call him within two minutes and he does and he has got a three-day plan now there's a lot of people who do 10 days three days works for us for three days he hounds these people call text email just trying to give them what they want we're not trying to, they came to us fair and he connects with a ton of them 
and he just sets an appointment and they all go to me. So this was what's a little different. I, I tell our team, this is not a democracy. Right. This isn't fair. This is a dictatorship. <laughs> okay. And I'm the dictator, but I'm a benign dictator, Ian. This is, it's, it's, this is very fair. And I give these leads to whoever I think is going to serve them the best, whether it's, you know, based on location, price point, uh, what they're looking for. So we, those leads out and that's been a huge value for people on the team because we're handing out tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars in, in volume. And you got to think as an agent, like if, if when you or I got started, how, what a gift. No one ever gave me shit. <laughs> right. And I right. know no one gave you say hey Ian this person wants to go see these four houses tonight at four they're pre-approved just go meet them at this house and go from there easy that's how you gotta that's value yeah I couldn't provide that in the coaching and the training and the deal doctoring and the technology and the brand they wouldn't be with me why would they be with me right how do you afford to pay them so much man like that's that is the you have the highest split for an agent that I've ever heard but you yeah, also, it goes up. Yeah, yeah, and but you also cover. You also have a very uh, fixed and, and limited expense column, right? Because you're not you're not out of control with your expenses. Like you know exactly what you're doing. You've got your Boomtown. You've got your video marketing. You've got your Dollar Day stuff. The 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 um, Dennis U stuff, which I use for the podcast too. I mean, that's that's one of the biggest ways we got this podcast to top one percent in the world is Dollar Day strategy. Nice and easy. Yeah, Dennis, you wrote that. Yeah. You should talk to him. That guy's brilliant. Have him on the show. That guy will make you're a connected. I'm a neophyte. I'm a dolt, dilettante compared to him. But no, we're very profitable because there's a lot of money in real estate. Yeah. If I'm keeping 30% on a 10K commission, three grand in my pocket. Right. We're selling two houses a day every day, every day, every weekday, two closings. Bling, bling, bling. Great. You don't have to get greedy. And where people fail is instead of trying to get big, I focus more on winning and getting big than I do on all the structure and, and, and penny pitching. Yeah. Um, we have partners and vendors, and we do a lot of smart things on the accounting side to that's legal, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But um, we try to make it as lean as possible because you know, like you said earlier, I don't I don't want these people to leave. Right. Now they do, and I'm cool with it. But I'm never like, hey, you're not going to be here in a couple of years. No, I say I want this to be so good for you. I want you to be making so much money. You say, yeah, I could do it myself. I'm armed to do it myself. But damn, why would I go do all that when I have it all here and it's fun? Right, right, right. So, dude, what what do you uh, what do you do next? I love I love your innovative vision. Like I love your innovative mindset. What's next? So it's a thousand houses, Baltimore. We're the DMV area, really. We're not, you're not selling in D.C., are you? Yeah, we're straight. We're, we're in Baltimore. I mean, when, when Berkshire Hathaway came in, and I, I wasn't even sure I was going to stay, but I met with the leadership there, brilliant people. Now, at REMAX, where we were, nothing, nothing against REMAX, but they never really helped us do anything. Sure. They kind of had this model, hey, you know, 100%, do your thing. Here's the balloon logo, let it rip. Right. These guys at Berkshire Hathaway are so smart. The CEO of Home Sale, which I'm affiliated with, they have 1,400 agents. They do about four billion in volume, 32 offices, and growing. And they're exceptionally um, well-read, strategic. And they were—they've just been so good to me in letting me into their inner circle. Yeah. So what I'm going to do next is look. We're only going to 
you know, say we get close to a 600 deals. Well, I'm not even halfway there. So, I mean, I probably got at least another couple of years to get to that thousand. And the reason I want to do that too is because I don't think anyone's ever done it. Right? Pat Hyben did it. Of course, Craig and Bob, Craig North and Bob Lucido have done it. They did it with like a, like a hundred agents though. Yeah. I, I'd like to do it with like, you know, 30, 40 agents doing an average of 36 a year. So that, I mean, we'll see how it, it goes. That's so reasonable. And, and the cool thing is at 36 a year, they're still making a ton of money because your splits are good. I mean, dude, your formula is really good. Really freaking good. Yeah. And, you know, at some point, it's all going back to the pain. It's like like today, Tuesday, every Tuesday we have a meeting. We, we do um, – we go through all the numbers. It looks like an NFL draft room in my sales bay over there. We've got screens everywhere. How many active listings, units pending, pending volume, year-to-day closed volume. Uh, and then we focus on – you know, leading indicators. How many meetings did you go on? How many first meetings, follow-up meetings? How many hot leads are in your CRM? How many days did you come to the office? We focus on leading and lagging indicators, um, which I got from a book. I blanked on the name. For I know the four disciplines of execution. Yeah. Yeah. I followed that model, read that, like it's simple. But at some point in time, I'm like, God, this is such a pain in the ass. You know, one agent's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. People aren't as motivated as maybe I am. And you just kind of like, you, you can get zapped on that if you're not careful. But people don't get burned out, Ian. Yeah. Like, I'm even saying that burning myself out. Like, God, I'm dealing with 20 people. And they all have all this shit going on. And half of them aren't doing what they said they were going to do. Right. And that's when people freak out. And what you got to realize is you don't get burned out. You lose your purpose. Yeah. My purpose is not to be a drill sergeant with these people. I just sit down and have a real conversation with them as a friend who actually cares. I don't care that you're, I mean, I do care, but I'm more concerned about what's going on with you than I am that you're not doing your stuff. And I got to figure out how do I make this environment better for you? Or how do, is there, what can I do to be of service? And then I look at the PL and I look at the thing and says, look, I'm, I'm still selling a shitload of houses. I keep a hundred percent of my commission. I don't put any of that into the business. Right. Suck all that right out, which is another model that a lot of people don't do. But I just say, look, anything iron, I'm keeping it all. Yep. And whatever we make off the team, I'll, I'll distribute that. And those distributions are very thick. Yeah. yeah they're, they're very nice. And that's why I'm like, this is why I'm, I, I do put up with it sometimes. It's so easy to quit. It's so easy for me to say, why do I need a thousand? I can just go sell five homes a month, one assistant, cut the overhead, and still make money I can't spend. Right, right. But it's just not fulfilling. What is fulfilling is taking somebody who says, oh, my God, if I could just make 80K or 100K, it would change my life. And I've done this recently with people you know, Ian. I'll leave the agent's name with but they're people you know from KW. And I said, look, if you don't make six figures in the first 12 months, uh, 12 months of joining this team, I'll quit the business. And it's yeah. kind of a joke. I, I make crass jokes. Like I, I said, I'll just quit. I'll yeah. give you everything. I just know they will. Yeah. I believe it before they believe it. And guess what? Both those guys, who I was in the room, they both exceeded it by a long shot. Yeah. I'm sure and they surprised. Yeah. And I hit them with the Nate Diaz. Not surprised, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's really cool? Real estate for me was never fulfilling. It was never a purpose. It was never a mission. The mission, the, the mission was beyond the eight years that I sold real estate. It was in, it was in, in, in between too, like pocketed as I started coaching and started podcasting with Pat Hyben. But like, I love to hear 
that you're fulfilled and you find a mission and purpose with the fact that you have, you, you can provide opportunity to these people, not that they couldn't do it on their own, but it's just a farther, faster thing or it's a, it's a, it's a quicker to hit thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's much quicker to hit than getting up and batting a hundred and trying to hit one. You're like, dude, get up here and bat six. I guarantee you hit five. I'm going to make sure that happens because what you're thinking about, same thing I'm thinking about. I don't win unless you win. So I'm doing everything I can to make you win, knowing that when you win, I win. That's how I run my coaching business, and that's how you run real estate. And, I'm, and I'm, I love to hear that. And I've always known this about you, but I'm pointing it out to the audience because I've always known that about you. You will never win, and you'll never consider yourself fulfilled or winning unless those agents and your admin and your staff win. Not saying that there's nobody out there, but it's rare in real estate because most of the team leaders, most of the guys who are the head listing or head buyer agents, they're gunning for them and they're just throwing some scrap back. And that's a lot of our experience with teams. That's why your team is so different, dude. It's so different. And that's why. Yeah. I'm still keeping, I'm still, I'm still stacking dough for myself too. Totally. Why not? I practice what I preach. Like I'm not saying, Hey, look, I'll take everything. You know, I'm out here to win for myself. Sure. And I just want to show you by example. Sure. That if you do these things, behavior, that attitude, the technique, you can do it too. And here's all my stuff to do it. But you're not winning here while everybody else is eating ramen. You know what I mean? And you're eating caviar in the Tesla. Yeah. I mean, one thing I was always proud of, and it definitely still holds true, is when no one, every person who's ever joined our team, past or present, They've always made more money than they've ever made in their life yeah. when they were on our team. Now, some people have left our team and went on to do great things. But at the time, sure. come here, you will win. Yeah. If you put, it's, it's not rocket surgery and you don't have to do anything crazy. We're not curing cancer here. We're selling houses. Right. Yeah. And, and it's just what, and I think if you ask a lot of people who have came and gone over the years, I think only one of them has actually went on to start his own team, Dave Jimenez, who's a great friend of mine, lawyer, attorney, worked with him at Ryan. He was always alpha, which I love. Yeah. I like being around him. I knew this guy wasn't going to stay around forever, but I had him for a little bit. And I think if you ask anyone who's ever joined our team, you're not going to, you know, they, not everyone always liked me all the time, but I think they always respected me. And two is they're glad that they did. Yeah. No one said, oh, I wish I didn't do that. No, it's like, dude, we, we launched your ass. Yeah. Now we're friends. We're friendly competitors. Because yeah. there's so much business. It's endless. It's endless. You can't even look at all the closing taps happening every day. We only get two a day. You know how many closing taps happen every day? We get two. Right. Right. A thousand. A thousand. Right. We're sipping out of a fire hose. <laughs> I love, dude, I love your attitude about it. It's, it's such a... Again, same thing. Like I, I love being in the position I'm in in my life now, still knowing you, still being able to text you and you're like, yo, what's up, bro? Like still have that same type of relationship. And I feel the same way. I give my coaching shit out to anybody. You want to learn how to podcast like I do? Call me. I'll walk you through it. There's no competition out there. You're not going to take anything from me. Nothing. Because I can't, like, like you said, how many coaching clients can I take on? I mean, we're scaling the business now, but like, Maybe you don't like my attitude. I'm a little abrasive. I'm a little aggressive. Maybe you like the guy down the street. I don't know. Like, but there's no competition. The guy down the street learned from me. He's probably your best bet. Go to him. Do it. It's wonderful. I love yeah, that. I love that. You attitude. have to be okay with that. You have yeah. to be okay. Yeah. 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 That's fine. 
It's phenomenal, man. Doing, you're doing big things. So, so we're here to announce Sure Group West Coast happening summer of 2020. <laughs> I'm an East Coast guy. And I'm a West Coast guy now, buddy. And the West Coast is freaking awesome. But like, like I was telling you before, before offline, yeah. you know, Ian's like, hey, man, dude, well, you could take what you're doing, bring it over here, you crush. And I do believe it. Yeah. I don't think, like, no, it's not possible. But like I said before, I'm not doing anything Focus. until I get to my thousand. Yeah. And there's not like, oh, I'll make X amount of money if I get to a thousand. Nothing really happens when you hit the thousand. It's just like when you hit your goal or you make X amount of money, you're like, oh, you see a stupid number on the screen and you're, it's kind of unfulfilling. It's never the goal that gets you, you know, accomplishing it that gets you off and makes everything okay, but it's the journey. It's like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to have to fight and scratch and claw and get a little bit better and recruit some more agents and retain some good agents and get more lead generation and and be better, become a better person. What type of person can run a shop doing a thousand closings a year as a team? That's, I mean, that's more than 99% of brokerages probably. Oh, yeah. And I think the person I become in that process will help me. Then if I want to do something else, I can probably take what I learned and yeah. like – Doing a getting getting to a hundred deals here is like a big deal, right? And that's that's not going to get you to two hundred. Totally different. No. And then getting to five hundred, totally different. I don't even know what's on the other side of the store because there's only a handful of people who have done it. I'm actually going to Omaha in a couple of weeks and talk to somebody. Um, Jeffrey. Oh yeah, hey, I'm you, you and I were in Omaha together. Yeah, I'm going to speak at Vince Lisi's um, explosion conference thing. Yeah. So now in I'm in the Berkshire Hathaway scene. It was Jeff Cohen's old broker. Right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's the name of the game. It all boils down to just trying to get better along the way. So if you don't have a coach or you have someone like Ian to push you a little bit, you need to get in front of the right people. Yeah. Like, I'm not a coach, okay? I'm not even good at managing these agents, honestly. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a player more than I am a coach, but at least I'm still trying. And I'm getting a little bit better. I'm better than I was two years ago, and I'm sure I'll be better in two years, and that's all I can ask for. Dude, it's constant and never-ending improvement and growth. That's it. But you realize that the thousand isn't about the thousand and the millions and millions of dollars that you're just banking. It's about who you become in the process. Dude, that is so key for everybody to write down right now. It is not about hitting goal after goal after goal after goal after goal. Because that's when you burn out, get fat, get divorced, get sick. Like that's when shit happens when you're just chasing shit. But when your mission is aligned and you got it real clear and you know the next big point and you commit to growth within that, that's the, that's the magic. Dude, here's what I'm going to tell you. It's going to piss off a lot of Baltimore agents. I, if, I would never sell real estate in Baltimore again. Mark my words, never. However, if I were going to or if I were to recommend anybody that I admire – in a very, like, a very specific way, because you do business like me, anybody looking to get into real estate in this town, like, I think they have one of the best shots with you. Like, the best shots with you. No joke. If I were somehow reversed and, and it was like, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to sell real estate in Baltimore, the first and only person I'm calling is you. And I know it's going to piss off a lot of the agents that I know in Baltimore. Don't get pissy about it. Don't make it mean anything. I just really align with the way you run your business and the way you run you specifically. And I think that is, it's brilliant. It's intelligent. It's fast. It's fucking messy. Like I love all of it. And I think that agents out of 
dude, in all honesty, out of anybody that I have seen in my eight and a half years in real estate, your shit is, is, is superior, really superior. Like you fucking so innovative. Like you're so fucking innovative that the, the innovation plus like your generosity, that's a fucking winning combination right there. Who cares about being a coach? You're a model, dude. You don't have to sit back and be like, okay, carry the one. Okay, yeah, here's how you sign a contract. They don't need that. They need to be like, that motherfucker's getting it at a high level. I can too. If he does it, I can too. And that's why you got to bank your money, but also you give the agents a really appropriate split. I mean, dude, it's, it's above appropriate. It's out of control splits, which you give. That's why I think yeah, your formula is one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, most agents are getting over 70%, but there's a lot of good agents and there's a lot of good teams out there and I'm learning from them too. Of course. Which you can always got to keep your finger on the pulse. There's, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of things yep. that a lot of other teams are doing better than us. Totally. I'm certain. And I'm sure we're better in some areas too. But at the end of the day, our, our approach is we're going to throw your ass in the deep end. Totally. This, we're not, there's no training wheels over here. Right. And we'll help you swim. And I'll, I'll go back and get you if we need to. But you're going to go on the deep end. Right. You're going to learn quick. And we're going to see what you're made of. And if you don't like that, then this is not the place. This is a very uncomfortable place to be if you're not producing. So when we get in that meeting every Tuesday morning, it happened this morning, and we go around the room, and I get to you, and I say, Ian, hit your numbers. You're going to announce it to everyone in the room. And this old, that's what we used to do at Ryan Holmes. Yeah. No one wants to be the guy or girl saying, well, I didn't do shit this week. Right. Right. Did nothing. And it doesn't have to be a contract or a listing or whatever, but what about the, did you go on any meetings? And it's just a self kind of policing team where it's not like, you're not disappointing me if you don't do anything. You're disappointing yourself and you're disappointing yeah. your family. Yeah. And like, if you do that for enough days in a row, I won't even have to come and talk to you because you'll probably just quick. It's so uncomfortable. It's self-selection. Yeah, dude, that, that's what I'm saying. It's, I know a lot of wonderful teams in this, in this town and I'm still in Baltimore for another couple of weeks. I know a lot of wonderful teams the way that I think I may fuck it. I know I'm not going to die and I let go of the handle and I fall. That's how I like to take chances. You're the same type of guy for people that are looking to get really effing far. This isn't, dude, this, this wasn't a designed pitch for you. I just really love what you're doing. That's why I reached out to you and said, Hey, I, I, I want to talk to people. I want to celebrate you on this podcast. This podcast is doing amazingly well and I want guys that are doing fucking big things and you are. So like, I, I know a lot of wonderful teams in Baltimore, but the, the, just the, the levels at which you play, the formula you got dialed in for somebody that's like, I need to get there quick. Like that's it. That's it. Like your formulas are so dialed in. You can make people successful very quickly or not. Either way, it's their choice. Either way. Yeah, one way you're going to get off the fence. Right. One way you're going to get off the fence. The old joke I tell some of the new agents is they draw a fence. <laughs> you see, and, the fence and I say, look, Ian, your buyers are on the fence. You're not selling anything, but you're working with these people. They're on the fence. You either get them off the fence into a house, or we're going to take down the fence, pull the casket, and use it to bury your real estate career. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your fucking your face is so intense it's like it's it's making me nervous on the other side <laughs> and it's all kind of it's kind of an act but you have to be no, I love at least it's a it's a broadway play put on by a psychiatrist you have to kind of be able to turn it on and turn it off at the end of the day if you're a good person people can get it and they know it and you know what i'll, I'll leave you with this um 
I heard it. I heard it today. Something Ed Milet was saying. You asked me earlier what I listened to. It's kind of Ed Milet. He's not in real estate, but he's just like a powerful speaker. I heard him once. I said, "Geez, I want to listen to more of his stuff." And I think it was like if you YouTube Ed Milet, I'm the one. Mm-hmm. I'm on the treadmill and it comes on, and he said something like, "I'm the one that's going to change my financial, my family's bloodline. I'm the one. Yeah. Every every you know, some point in some lineage of." Families aren't always wealthy until one person comes along and I'm the one and I want my parents to be proud of me and I want my kids to be proud of me. And he was just saying some raw shit. Yeah. And I just started running fast. And yeah. that's just like, I'm the one. Yeah. And that's the mindset you got to have, man. And if you don't have that, you need to cultivate it. You need someone like Ian or you just need to be around good people. I was very lucky to have good mentors. And every time I've asked someone for help, Ian, yourself included, yeah. I've asked you for help before. No one says no. No. <laughs> No. no one's ever told me no when I asked him for help. And you just got to ask. You know why, though? Because I know you'll show up, and I know you'll bring everything you got. And, and just like me asking you for advice and help, you know that I will not squander your time or your advice. I might not take all of it, but you know that every minute you spend with me or that I spend with you is valued and respected and appreciated. And I think that's the biggest piece. I have people that are like flat broke, 18-year-old kids that call me like, hey, man, I know this is, is impossible. Like, is there any way I get 10 minutes of your time? Yeah, no problem, man. Hit my, hit, my, hit my thing up. Here's the three things I ask. You have a good attitude, you're coachable, and you're self-managed. You fuck around, you're a minute late, I'm out. If you push back on me, you call me for my advice, you push back on me, I'm hanging up the phone. Just take it and run with it. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Like, just take it and run with it. I don't care what you do with it. I'm willing to give it. So please show up respectfully and, and just accept then hold the container and do whatever you want with it after you're done. Nice and easy. It's not my ego. I just want people to like, if you're asking for it, show up and, and take it. So dude, pleasure. My friend, I hope to see you before I leave for uh, LA in a couple of weeks. I'm around. All I do now is I, I, I try to sell houses and I'm changing diapers like crazy. I got three kids <laughs> under five. It's, uh, it's a lot. I know, dude. I know. I love it. Andrew, bro, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. I'm always inspired by you. I'm always encouraged by you. Thanks for being on here, man. Well, hey, I wasn't feeling too great, but you made me feel really good about myself. I need to be a, I need to talk to you more. Because it's easy to it. get down and oh, deal fell apart, this happened, that happened. But you know, when you, when you take the 10,000 foot approach, say, you know, we are doing all right. We're no. hanging in there. Please, We're bro. We're going to keep taking punches. You maybe you need it. Maybe you need to maybe you need to get the mirror right in front of your face instead of like looking at it a thousand feet up. Like you got some good shit going on, man. I, I really support you. So thanks for being here, bro. Audience, thanks for listening. You need to reach Andrew. You're a real estate agent in Baltimore. You want to hit him up, Andrew at sure at Andrew at SureSalesGroup.com. Yeah, in, send me a DM on on Instagram at Undum. I'll respond to everybody and. Like I said, anybody I've asked for help, they've, they've been willing to help me. I look forward to returning the favor. So um, I'm easy to find. Love it. See you, brother.